I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, the weather report for today is very, very cloudy. And we got a bunch of rain last night. And it's cold. The high today is going to be 40 degrees here in Lansing, Michigan. It is frigid. My toes are cold. And I'm bouncing down the road here. I am actually headed to a Ventrac repair job. So a Ventrac driveway repair job only. The difference is I'm heading back to a driveway that I've already repaired. There's a couple of just small problem areas that I am going back to fix. So with all the driveway repair jobs that I do, I always tell the client that if within the first two months, if you have any issues with your driveway, whether it's puddling or you see some potholes forming or whatever, give me a call. I will come back and fix it for free because that's that's kind of my guarantee for the first two months, you know, that things aren't going to happen. Now, this lady has some teenage drivers and so... My guess is they've probably peeled out of the driveway or whatever. Um, and I get that. You know, I was that way too. Uh, but I am still going to go back and fix it for free. Because it could be that I just missed something there. And so I'm going to go repair it for free. So I've got about a 25-minute drive to this repair job. So it's out in the boonies, which... I really like that actually. I love going out into the country and repairing gravel driveways. I would much rather be out in the sticks than in the city. Uh, that's just me personally. I know a lot of you guys, your business is out in the city and in the suburbs and you know the housing communities. I get all that. I'm there too with lawn mowing because it's a lot less drive time. You have a lot less windshield time. But for Ventrac work, I love to get out in the country and work. Uh, If I could live out in the sticks like my friend Cameron Duncan, I would do it. But property here is so expensive. Um, Just for like, for my house, for example, um, we bought our house for like $85,000 back in 2016 and today it is worth 150,000 we put a roof on it and we cleaned up the property on the outside and it's it's gone up that much in seven years so property around us and that's on a three quarters of an acre in town so it's not it's not a pretty house it's a very small house but it's going, it's estimated to be worth, and this this was two years ago. So this was before the big pricing boom and all that stuff. So it's probably worth like almost 200000 at this point, which is crazy to me because it is not a very nice house and it's not big at all. But 
it, that's just the way prices are right now. So land in my area is super expensive. You get a rundown, junky, like gutted house on two acres of property around here, you're lucky to get that property for $250,000. No outbuildings, no nothing, just two acres with a house on it. $250,000 for that property. Gutted house has to be rebuilt on the inside. All this stuff, it has, it's going to cost you $250,000. It's ridiculous here in Michigan. It's crazy. Uh, if you want a nicer house, not, not anything opulent by any means, just, just a run-of-the-mill farmhouse that's, you know, built in 1901 with a stone foundation, Michigan, what we call a Michigan basement, um, they were built to withstand like the, the freeze thaw. And so it, they're, they've got really thick basement walls made out of stone. And it's, it's crazy. Uh, I used to live in a house with a Michigan basement when I growing up. And they're, they're kind of creepy. But they do last. But the thing is, they were built in 1901. I mean, it, these are old homes. You, you're still going to pay. Like, if it's just a regular run-of-the-mill house, no outbuildings, no barns, no nothing on two acres of property, you're looking at, three hundred and fifty thousand to four hundred thousand dollars for that house in in michigan in my area it is ridiculous so there's really no way for us right now to afford that and so we're just staying where we're at but i'm just saying that's that's our housing right now so i get it you've got to be in the city uh, i gotta live in what is it's a city, but we really think of it as a town because um, it's pretty small. And we got a small school system, which is nice. It's really nice. But that's neither here nor there. Today, I'm heading to this job, this Ventrac driveway repair job, where I got to fix up a couple of little things. Probably take me 10 minutes to fix this thing up. So I'm driving 25 minutes to do 10 minutes of work that I'm doing for free because this is a job that has already been paid for, uh, made good money on it, made really good money on it. Uh, but now I have to go back and just fix a couple of things that, you know, it is what it is. This is the first one I've had to go back and fix. So I've got a pretty good track record of getting it right the first time. Uh, so nobody has called me back to, to fix something until now. And this one is a little different. This driveway, it it's flat. It's like the house is built up on a hill and the driveway is pretty well flat until you get to the end where it's by the road and then it takes a nosedive and it goes down like it go swoops down towards the road and so with their teenage drivers running in and out of there like maniacs you know how kids are I was this way too um, they had some weird bumps on this driveway from when the kids would fly down the driveway because it's a relatively long driveway and then they would slam on the brakes and they were getting these big lumps at the end of the driveway so that's what they really called me out to fix up but I fixed up the whole driveway like they had some other issues they had some crowning issues they had one side of the driveway that was down way lower and collecting water than the other side so I filled that in 
and and just repaired it really nicely and so now that those bumps and lumps are fixed they just have these two little potholes that are forming at the end of the driveway that they want addressed and you know they should have been addressed when I was there uh, I went over this part of the driveway but apparently I didn't go over it good enough so I've got to go back and work it up and that's just the way it is when when you're doing jobs like this you want to protect your reputation as well as you can I mean with a gravel driveway things are going to happen you know it, it there's so many variables that could impact the driveway if you're at the end of the driveway and you peel out and you're gonna make a pothole that's just what it is you're gonna make a pothole if you fly up and down your driveway you're gonna make potholes because you're kicking that dry that gravel out you're gonna get chatter bumps and all that sort of stuff and you're gonna get big potholes and those potholes are gonna fill with water and then you're gonna get that bowl shape that I often talk about on my videos and it's gonna just sit there until you break that up it has to be broken up and that's what I do with the Ventrac is I break those potholes up that bowl structure of the pothole I break that up and go down deep and break that up so that I can smooth it out so there's no more structure there for the water to pool in that's just that's what I have to do and so that's where I'm at with this driveway it, it's all fixed up but I think they probably had some teenagers peel out and that's okay I'm gonna go back I'm gonna keep my word and I'm gonna fix the driveway up if I see any other problems while I'm there I'll fix those too because I might as well since I'm already out there you know and we just got rain last night so it should be easy to see any problems that they might be having and I'll just fix them up real quick and you know this driveway because of the way it's made it could continue to be a problem at the end of the driveway just because it is a little bit steeper of a hill down to the road and so they could continue to have problems but I'm just gonna fix up what I can today and leave it at that and if they call me back well then I'll come back and fix it again I'm often out in this area anyway to do Ventrac jobs so it's not that big of a deal but today because it's wet out right now the leaves are soaking wet because we got the rain last night I thought you know what I'm going to come out here and fix up this driveway. Then I have an estimate that I need to go do as well. And I'm pretty close to the estimate while I'm out here, so I might as well go and do that as well. So I'm going to do that while I'm out here. Just kill two birds with one stone and, you know, get more work on the books if I can. Um, I've also got to do my church driveway at some point. I can't do that today because I do need to get the leaves done. Uh, but as I've said before on my podcast, uh, our family drives about 45 minutes to church. And it just is what it is. We have to do it uh, because that's the church that we found. And the church that we found is the church I grew up in. So it's not a perfect church by any means. There's issues. Every church is going to have issues. And it, that's just the way it is. It, you're never going to find a perfect church. But it's we like it because they they do expository preaching it's a down-to-earth the people are down-to-earth they're country folk uh, they just they get it and they've become like family and that's that's where it's at when you can go to church and have good fellowship 
and and be edified every Sunday, that's the type of church that you want. You don't want to go to some church where you're nameless and faceless. You're just a number in the crowd. That is not where you want to be. You want to be in a church where people know you, they know your name, they shake your hand every week, and that's that's the church that we go to. Our church basically has a little less than 100 people that go to it. So it's a small, small church compared to many churches today. But you know what? A large percentage of churches in America are 100 people or less. You don't hear about those churches because they're out in the boonies, they're out in the sticks, you know, but there are pastors that are faithfully teaching the word at these small little churches. And um, it's not pretty, it's not glamorous, but these are the people that are serving the Lord uh, faithfully. And it's just, it's really cool to see. So, so guys, I am just out here heading to this job, but man, leaves, leaves are coming down here like crazy. I have had several uh, big jobs already. Now, not all the leaves are down. As you guys, as I've talked about on the podcast before, I go, I just keep doing my rounds and mulching up the leaves that are there. Because I mulch like 99.9% of my leaves. And that's just what I do. So it's not that big of a deal. But some of you would say, well, why don't you get a leaf loader and suck those up? Well, I've explained this in an episode not too far back, a couple episodes back. So if you want to hear that story, go back and listen to that. But um, there's reasons why I cannot get a leaf loader, build a leaf box, things like that. Uh, just because of where I live. But it is almost impossible to mulch wet leaves. They just make a paste in your deck and they they really clump up and kill the grass. Uh, sorry, guys, my voice is shaking because this road is terrible. It is really, really bad. Uh, like I, I've said before, our Michigan roads are terrible. They are really bad. Um, but it is what it oh oh it is what it is. Um, that's what you get when you're on a truck podcast. Woo! Got really really big hills too. <laughs> Sorry, this is just this is live po- podcasting here, bumpy, lumpy, and hilly. But yeah, wet leaves are just hard to mulch. I would much rather mulch dry leaves that are super dusty because that dust just flies away rather than making paste under your deck and making the leaves stick together and making them kill the grass. Uh, You do not want that. So I try not to mulch wet leaves if I can help it. But this year, they've just been wet and damp. Maybe not soaking wet, but damp. And it's it's been hard. It really has. Because you've got to just continually go over them because they're not breaking up into dust particles they're sticking together more and so you got to continually mow over it and leaf cleanups are just taking longer this year because of that Um, this week it looks like we're going to have a little bit better better weather than we have been having but it's going to be cold so hopefully we've got some nice sunny weather coming this week that's what they're calling for until this coming weekend then it's supposed to rain 
and storm again for a couple of days. It is just, this has been one of the wettest falls that I can remember doing lawn care. It's just been super wet. My yard is squishy. Uh, a couple of my clients' yards are really squishy, and I haven't been able to get on them because the mowers would just tear it up. In fact, I on Saturday, I did a commercial client, and their property was really wet as well, and it it was not good. It was really, really wet, and I made some tracks, but for the most part, where I couldn't go, I was able to weed eat, so, and... You know, they needed a cleanup. They needed their leaves blown off. This is a, and I did it on Saturday, so I was sure that no cars were going to be in the parking lot because I needed to blow off the parking lot, get all the leaves off that I can get, and, and just make the place look presentable because it was pretty bad. And so I did all my commercial clients on Saturday because it was just crazy. Uh, the amount of leaves that were down and that's just what you have to do sometimes guys you have to work on Saturdays in the leaf season especially if that's the only day when it's not raining <laughs> there's a bunch of turkeys running across the field here uh, need my shotgun man it's Thanksgiving's coming up I need turkey <laughs> so um, you know it, it you just have to work with the weather when you're doing leaf cleanups and I know you guys know that but it it's just it's amazing the difference it makes when you can mulch dry leaves over wet leaves it makes a huge difference there are some lawns that I do bag and I've talked about this before too that I do bag some lawns if I need to if there's an excess but that's just that is what it is you got to do what you got to do but, guys, I was looking at my YouTube analytics this morning. I'm going to pull off my lawn care hat for a second and put on my content creator hat. And I was looking at my YouTube analytics and really started to study them a little bit and really try to figure out what you guys want to watch, what you guys want to look at, or what the people that are watching my channel want to look at. And, you know... I get it. I have a mix of people. I have just people that like entertaining content, and then I have lawn care people that watch my content. But what I am seeing is that there are far less con or lawn care people that watch my content than there are homeowners who watch my content. And that's one thing that I figured out this morning, that by far, people would rather see the, the equipment work. Just see the equipment work, that ASMR type work, where maybe I'm not even talking over the video. Maybe I'm just doing the work. And those videos are the ones that do really well. Now, the, the driveway videos that I've done and the brush hogging videos that I've done, they've done well as well. Um, but a lot of those, it's when I was just, it was a major transformation of a lawn. People are really into that right now. Um, not a lawn, but a driveway. And people are into that right now, thanks to guys like Phil uh, with the Think Green podcast. And that's okay. But what I've noticed, I posted a video, a couple of videos this past week from when I was at the Equip Expo of new equipment, 
things that have come out, different things like that, and those videos have tanked. Even for my channel, those videos have tanked. They just are not doing good. They are, it's just not good. They're just not, they're not doing as well as the other videos are, have done. And so I am just studying my analytics and realizing that my channel's got to go a different direction. I've got to, I've got to really dig into uh, making videos that people want to watch on my channel. I don't care what everyone else is doing. I got to do what people want to watch my channel for. So that that's where I'm at. I have to create videos that people want to watch. And the videos that people want to watch just by the analytics, by the views, by the, the view duration, all that stuff, people want to watch the equipment work. They don't want to hear me talk necessarily. They don't want to see me uh, talk about a mower that they could care less about, uh, a mower that's not even out yet. You know, I did a, a video on Yak Yakta mowers and nobody cared about it. Nobody. I did a video of several things. I did uh, a combination video with Ventrac running the loader um, and the the flex chute with the Spencers. I even had Savannah Spencer in the video talking about the flex chute. And then I did uh, the, what was it? There was something else in there, but I can't remember what it was. Nobody's watching it. Nobody's watching the video. The view duration is so minuscule, it's not even funny. I've got to put out content people want to watch. Because that's what I'm going to get the views from. Why not do that? Why not make videos people want to watch instead of just making what I want to watch? Because what I want to watch is not what my viewers want to watch. Right? So I have to think about them. I have to keep them in mind. I have to do what they want. Because that's where, that's who's consuming my content. And so that's what I'm thinking about today. That's what I'm rolling around in my head today is what do people want to watch? So if you guys watch my YouTube channel, the Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel, if you watch that and you have ideas that you would like to see, send me an email. You know, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, tell me what you want to watch. That's it. Just tell me what you want to watch. And I'll see if that works with my channel's goals and things like that. So that's where I'm at today. That's what I'm thinking about today. I'm here at the job, guys. I got to get going. I got to get working and get these potholes repaired and get onto that estimate and then get back home. So hopefully I can mulch some dry leaves this afternoon. We'll see. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.